Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction. This week's episode, we're going to be talking about intensity and in exercise. This is kind of a intro conversation about the concept of intensity, and we're going to get a little bit more into uh, research and what it has to say on the matter in another podcast. But today is just to enter into this topic. I am joined by my by the host. I'll call him the host, Mister Berg. I thought you were gonna be like handsome insanely jacked i'm not i'm only 170 <laughs> well I, i've already relegated myself to co-host just now is that because it's my house though i don't know should we do it at my house? host we could are you the host with the, the most? hostess with the mostest welcome back to fitness or fiction a podcast dedicated to cutting through the hype of the health and fitness industry Every week, we dig into a new topic and help you wade through the real information to make solid decisions on your fitness journey. Intensity. All right. Yes, indeed. So intensity and exercise. This conversation is an important um, opening of a page or a a chapter, I guess. Mm. Um, When we look at exercise, the main pillars that we'll look at is okay, what, what sort of work to rest ratio am I looking for? What sort of quality am I looking for? What sort of intensity am I looking for? Um, when you have those things defined, you can actually accomplish a lot. But what I'm realizing is that intensity is a very misunderstood topic. Have you run into that as well? Um, I would say a lot of people struggle with it. How? Um... Um, um, I have some, some stories, obviously, over 10 years of experience in the gym. Give me a story. Well, one intensity story. I love this person. I don't talk to her anymore. She's an old client, like eight years ago, but she used to be in the gym and she'd be on the seated row and she'd be rowing 20 pounds and she looked like she was an in-shape girl. Didn't look weak, didn't look out of shape, kind of standard. And I walked up to her and I was like, I used to talk to her all the time, super friendly with everyone in the gym. I was like, what are you doing here? I was so confused. I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, what? I'm working out. I'm like, it doesn't look like it. Like, what? I'm. She's like, what? I'm like, you're rowing 20 pounds. She's like, yeah, this is heavy. I'm like, that's not heavy, girl. Like, you are fooling yourself. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she was kind of like mildly offended, but mildly knew I was playing with her too. And then I ended up being like, you know what? Let's do a session. And she ended up getting training with me. And later on, this chick was like lunging down the gym with like 135 pounds on her back and she was rowing like 120 for 10 rather than 20 for 10 and then like i was busting her just being like you were just here for the social game like you were just here chatting up people hanging out and working out quote unquote bunny ears but to me that was an error in intensity i guess or a misconception misperception yeah okay so i see a lot of dancing with weights and like the the conversation on what is heavy is one of the one of the main things I want to touch on here, which is, you know, somebody says, oh, that's heavy. I, I've had clients that pick up a weight and they say, oh, that's heavy. And then they proceed to do it for 10 to 15 reps. Oh, I talk about this as well. Yeah. yeah. I started a, one of my clients on a new strength program and I told him that his perception of heavy is relative to him, but that doesn't mean that he actually truly knows like the concept of heavy, what it feels like. And I tell them sometimes coaches would use like bar speed for a uh, perception of what's heavy. And if someone like rips the weight off the floor in a deadlift and then they look at you and they're like shocked eyes, like, oh my God, that's really heavy. And it's like, that thing flew, like it flew off the floor. Yeah. So this, this concept on 
the actual idea of heavy is a really important one because the less trained you are, the less you can rely on what you think heavy is because heavy would be a subjective term that would be like, you could say, hey, Curtis is 100 pounds heavy. And I would say, no, that's not very heavy. Well, it, it depends what lift, what tempo, how many reps. Mm. Like there's all these things. So like 100 pounds, if you're asking me to do a single arm bicep curl, all of a sudden that's a really heavy load. But if you're asking me to do a deadlift, it's like, no, reps. That's, that's weak. Yeah, exactly. Or the same weight, do 100 reps with this. Like, oh, yeah, well, that'll be heavy for that task. But it's very subject matter specific. I think we can say that. Mm-hmm. So most people that are in the gym, I see these like nice, slow, concentric activities. Like when they're pulling, as they pull it in, it's like really slow. And they're trying to make like, it's like the person that's, overly focused on technique it's like well i can't have any breakdown it's like well if you never have any breakdown then we don't know where your skill set ends so we really want to have a weight where especially on your last set you can't do the tempo or you can't do the reps like you're actually failing with the load you selected that's how we get better yeah but this whole dancing with weights thing that we're talking about it's like oh yeah well this is heavy it's like "Mm, you didn't you didn't hit a single effective rep that i saw meaning your time in the gym is worth like every 10 minutes is maybe worth one, which sucks. So that's kind of one of the realms. The other realm that I see, we can talk about this one. I have people come to me often that say, oh yeah, I I really work out intensely. I I do spin, I do this, I do that. I'm like, okay, cool. So they're like, yeah, I never rest. I'm like, well, okay, your understanding of intensity is a little bit broken because we can talk about sustaining a particular level of heart rate and that's still working hard and it's a a measure of intensity. But if you're working really intensely, you have to stop. Mm. Like a true intensity, you get to the point where it's like, I can't stop. And the level of intensity is going to, the higher it is, the sooner you're going to have to stop and the longer you're going to have to rest. So when somebody tells me they're bored on their rest periods, my thing is like, well, you're, you're actually not working hard enough then because most of my workouts, by the time my rest period's done, I'm like, oh, crap, it's done already. You hear like, that, Jimmy? <laughs> He's probably not watching. <laughs> You're talking trash to a client directly on the podcast? He knows I love him. I love you, Jimmy. Yeah, I don't know who he's talking to, Jimmy, but yeah, <laughs> take it. He's like, he was, I was training him yesterday. He's like, oh, man, I'm really bored on these rests. Like, we maybe superset some mobility or something. <laughs> oh, man. I would have been like, okay, an extra 10 pounds. Here we go. <laughs> Anyways, come on. So yeah, do you see that? Do you see people believing that intensity is just a lack of rest? Is that something you've run into or is that just me? Yeah, 100%. People think that, um, you know, they also think sweat. Sweat is intensity, which is sweat is essentially just your body trying to cool itself down because it's hot. So like you can go into the sauna and stretch and I'm going to sweat. I wouldn't say that's intense. Sweating does not make you lose weight on its own. It'll make you lose water weight, but not fat. It's also people are just relative on what they think is what they think is hard work. So I was doing my one rep max chin up in the gym, and I think I got to like 115 pounds for a clean like chest to bar, like chest to collarbone essentially. Um, and somebody hit me up, and they're like, they're like, oh, like I'm not impressed. Like I'd be more impressed with like your max volume, like how many body weight chin ups you can do. And I'm like, well, that's that's relative to the person because some people will respect. 115 pound chin up and be like damn that's strong whereas other people might think it's strong to do 25 body weight reps so are you ready for a little and that, that's a question of intensity are you ready for a little nerdy tangent yeah go so our own concept of what we think fitness looks like is actually well formed by the culture we live in 
And an example would be, on the whole, our idea of fitness, not only in what we accomplish, but what we look like, has been well-formed by Western society in general. So like when the Berlin Wall went up after World War II, the Eastern Bloc, people in, in the Eastern Bloc, uh, uh, east of the Berlin Wall would be the measure at the time, would typically, of course this isn't a hard and fast rule, but typically they would look at a person that was a little bit bigger, a little stronger, and maybe has a little more body fat as somebody that is in better shape, quote unquote, like rabbit ears, bing, bing, bing. Curtis used to right? teach social studies. But if you're on the Western side of the wall, most people kind of default to the, it was generally a Swedish kind of view on what, what fitness looked like, which would be smaller, leaner, and more cardiovascularly based. Yeah. And we still see that in our, in our society. And I'm not trying to say which one is better. Um, but what I am saying is different intensities will get you different places. So intensity, you can look at, okay, so when am I actually failing? How, how long can I go with this particular thing? And that's a, a view of intensity. The other thing would be, what's my tempo look like? Because that can totally change the intensity even at a given weight. And then you could say, well... Even after all of that, it, there's all of these things like, what's my execution look like? Because somebody that's using their whole body, say a kipping pull-up, um, well, I'm going to do 50 pull-ups, and they do 50 kipping pull-ups. The intensity of that is far different than doing 50 strict pull-ups, especially mm -hmm. if we're talking unbroken. But there's also going to be a different result from that because you have a more targeted upper body stimulus versus a momentum-based drill. And when I did the 30 days in a row of 50 pull-ups a day, people would say, oh, you're going to have tendonitis for sure. And the way I avoided that was I would go back and forth between kipping, small short sets, longer sets of strict, and, and back and forth just ramping up and backing off the intensity so that I could recover. Yeah. Yeah, people's perception of what's fit is funny. I was showing my dad two videos of me. One was doing a rope climb with a Swiss ball and an L sit in my legs and ripped up the rope. And my dad's like, whoa, that's amazing. That's so cool. But then I showed him a video of me doing a back handspring in gymnastics, and I think the back handspring was way more inten or intense, skill-based, way more fearful for me. Um, like climbing up the rope was just like years of just grinding on my back strength. Like I didn't think that that was impressive. It was just like constantly doing chin-ups and pull-ups, but the back handspring was like overcoming a fear and a skill and learning where my body position was. To me, that was a more of a definition of fitness. But, you know, you show people all these like five different videos of a different movement, different lift, and they'll say like well that's intense or that's intense like it's all dependent yeah and i'm actually okay with that but what we want to think about especially us as trainers this is a trainer lenses that we're looking through right what's most important as a trainer in my view is what the client is trying to get to mm -hmm. so when we start talking about intensity the best thing to educate people on is what the intensity of a workout looks like for what their given goal is Mm -hmm. So you'll see these heart rate zones, and that's, that's a fine measure for cardiovascular exercise. But when we start looking at strength gains, for example, you're going to be well-suited between 70 and 85% to actually gain strength. Whereas when you're in a bodybuilding or, or a body composition realm where you want to gain muscle, there's a lot of research that says like 80 to 95% um, is going to be a good working zone. And that's no longer of 1RM. Yeah. That's of... Um, relative intensity, meaning you're actually getting to fatigue often and hitting failure. Whereas in a strength-based program, you hit failure a lot and you're going to have a really hard time recovering before the next lift, which is why you see a lower intensity of between 70 and 85 on yep. the whole. Mm -hmm. I always want to say preparation H when you say that. <laughs> From Austin Powers. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Get ready to apply preparation H. <laughs> Austin Powers was so good. Uh. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is one of a couple that we're going to have to do. And this one's going to be based on intensity. We're doing another one on actual work. And we can talk about volume and whether that's an appropriate measure. Because some people, they're like, well, I did this much volume today. And that's, that's key. It's like, well... What yeah, was the but, quality of the volume? Well, it's not it's not just the quality. Like what how did you execute it is gonna define what sort of stimulus you're getting. But it's also like over what period with what rest. Because we we had somebody at Sunridge once, me and Josh had finished a workout that we were really proud of with Henrik, and it was Olympic lifting, snatch day particularly. And it was like I did twelve thousand pounds of or twelve thousand kilos of volume today, and we were really proud of that. It was a huge workout, it was tough. But we're talking about like above 70% of our one rep max and we're snatching, right? So the intensity is really high and we've got longer rest periods, yeah. But then I had somebody that was currently at Sunridge at the time just kind of zip in and be like, oh, we did that in my class today with dumbbells. It's like, listen, if you take five pounds and you just do a ton of reps with five pounds, it's not the same stimulus. Mm -hmm. It's literally cardio versus like full body explosiveness. And even if you did that volume, it's not the same range of motion. It's not the same type of contraction. So it's volume can be a very misleading thing, but that's not for today. That's for another day. Yeah. To that point, just like another example, I guess when I was a young man, before I was a trainer, like I could bench press a plate for 10 reps. And I used to think that that was like, oh yeah, I'm strong. I can bench a plate for 10 reps. And I would take that for 10 reps, but I would need like five minutes rest or more before I could hit it again and take it for another ride for another 10 it wasn't until I was a trainer and I started like becoming a little more strict in timing my rest with things. I had to check my ego and leave it at the door. And I've had to do that with a lot of male clients as well. Cause I find male clients all have that, like that perception of wanting to be tough. Not all male clients. It's wrong, but a bunch of guys, you know, they think they're strong. I'm like, well, what do you normally bench for 10? Like, Oh, normally a plate. And it's like for four sets of 10 on a 60 second strict rest. Hmm. We're going to cut that almost in half. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you might get wrecked. It's why we hate the tempo coach. Oh, yeah. I love the tempo yeah. coach. She, love hate. Oh, yeah. I Get always, ready. Five, oh. four, three. Oh, when she puts you on the right tempo and you're timing your rest, the exact same weight can be a very different animal, mm-hmm. um, which is why I like using that. And I've, I've been timing my rests um, really strictly recently. And I'm finding out, like, I'm not usually failing due to strength. I'm good at that realm. I'm not so good at the metabolic pathways to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I use that that timer. But the end of the day, I'm just going to summarize from my view, and you can do the same from yours. At the end of the day, for me, when we look at intensity, I want to make sure that that intensity is coupled with quality. And intensity of, of a given set, we should be identifying what our actual goal is. If our goal is failure, are we looking at failure on the tempo? Are we looking at failure on the quality of the rep? Because if you give me Difference. really high intensity, but the actual quality of the rep is low, I'd still say that's not going to get you where you want to go because you're not, you're not targeting the, the intensity to the right tissues to get the right stimulus. So it ends up being a really important conversation. But intensity is really important for a given set, and it's also really important for a really given uh, workout. And then the kind of extra piece there is, you know, are you doing the right rest period? Because the intensity that you can hit during a set is really going to change based on the rest period. So you might be able to take a weight that your tissues aren't actually ready for on that protocol. And you're like, oh, I'm working really hard. It's like, yeah, but it's not, you're not putting all the effort in the right direction. So on your side, kind of where would you sum up intensity? 
summary whatever makes you tired fastest <laughs> you're trying to hurt my feelings over here no i 100 percent agree with you i'm not even going to add to it what i want to talk about the next future episodes when we talk about intensity are we going to go like best intensity to build muscle best intensity to get stronger best intensity to lose weight are we looking for like three yeah we're gonna go over some meta analyses so like are those three are applicable topics though build muscle stronger and lose weight what are you thinking tell the people i think i think we could do that i i would actually kind of break it down a little bit different i'd i'd kind of go body composition strength changes and then cardiovascular changes because all three of those can be used to lose body fat body composition body composition yeah like muscle gain strength gain and then cardiovascular gain down is that fair down what about skill (laughs) skill work requires a different level of intensity man skill work does but i would put that in the category of like strength or neurological changes all right because like if you think about uh some of the skill work i do i require heavy rest but it all it's not even my body it's like my mind needs it that's exactly my, it. that's my, a neurological my, adaptation my brain needs to focus and be like okay mm-hmm. that balance is here and i need to think about so this people and... often look at me like why are you giving me 90 seconds rest even though i'm just using mm-hmm. the bar on olympic lifts and i'm like because your brain needs a second to lock in this pattern like people this is neural pathway learning so yeah. i actually think that skills work is neurological it's, neuro- it's neurology which is actually essentially strength anyways curtis so. and his big words neurology is kind of not that big use a bigger word anti-disestablishmentarianism <laughs> that's the longest word in the english language that actually means something well i look forward to digging into the specifics of intensity yeah. down the road we hope you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast leave us a comment like i will be sure to reply to your comment and if curtis doesn't i'll be sure to reply to curtis to reply to your comment <laughs> bus me <laughs> thanks for being here guys take care Thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate your support. If you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, follow, and throw us a like on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts.